Hello and welcome to a, another special episode of First Geek 411. I'm here, as always, with my best friend, Chris Nicolay. Chris, how are you doing today? Well, hello. I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about this. Me too. But we're down a person. I'm sad. We are. Um, and I'm Cameron Franklin. It is just the two of us again for this special episode. And as you could hopefully tell from the title, this is our Infinity War spoiler cast. So, so if you haven't seen it, don't listen. Yeah. Because um, you'll regret it. Hypothetically, there's going to be spoilers in the spoiler cast. No, never. So, <laughs> um, we'll, so we'll just give use you some key terms that a, yeah. don't that tell don't, you what happened in the movie, I guess. The worst spoiler cast ever <laughs> that doesn't spoil anything. <laughs> It'll be really short. It'll be like 10 seconds. If yeah. didn't. So we'll give you a little bit more time if you accidentally started playing this. Um, before we actually get into the spoilers with a reminder of where you can find us and send listener mail or questions or anything like that. And that's to us on social media. We are one geek four one one on Facebook, Twitter, and our PlayStation community. You can send us an email at one ST geek four one one at gmail.com. Like some great people did for this episode. Yeah. You can rate and subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. And then, of course, you can check out our show notes on our website, onegeek411.com. For those who don't know, Infinity Wars is the most recent Avengers film, most recent MCU film, after 10 years mm-hmm. of buildup and everything. It has been quite the exciting endeavor. Yep. So exciting that it has earned $258.2 million just here in the U.S. this weekend. Yeah, on opening weekend, the highest opening weekend, um, domestically beating Star Wars The Force Awakens um, by about $10 million. So a measly $10 million. And so Yeah, but it's also completely annihilated mm-hmm. in terms of the international box office. Yeah, in general, it's like it's crazy. Yeah, Disney it's is crazy saying it there, made guys. an estimated six hundred forty point nine million. First weekend. Yeah, I hope so. Ten years of waiting and building up to it, and oh, oh, and uh, according Man. to C- um, CNN Money, Disney now holds nine of the top ten biggest openings in North American history. Well, makes sense. <laughs> They own everything now. They do. I mean, like, it's not that difficult when you have Marvel and Star Wars and, of course, Disney's great, like, original content, like, that they've done for years. Like, Yeah. It's ridiculous how much Disney owns. But we are happy that they did manage to bring back all of Marvel, essentially, except mm-hmm. for, I mean, except for actually owning all of Spider-Man and everything. But, yep. So. As we said at the top of the show, this is a spoiler cast. And so if you are, again, accidentally here, we're going to ruin the movie for you in like three, two, one. Everyone dies. If that upset you, we gave you plenty of warning. Not everyone, just half. Yeah, just hypothetically. Literally a half little more than half characters. of all the main characters, though. Yeah. Pretty much all that remains are the original Avengers. Yep. So we'll get to that. Chris, why don't um, we do a quick like rundown of the of the plot for people and we'll kind of give yeah, our impressions so, as we go along. So as we all know, Thanos has the power stone, which he got in one of the movies. He doesn't. He gets it in between basically Guardians and this movie. 
Yep. So he goes and um, decimates the planet where the Nova Corps is um, prior to the movie starting to take the Power Stone. So the movie opens in what appears to be a giant space battle uh, involving the Asgardian ships that had just left that we saw in Thor Ragnarok take mm -hmm. off. Um, everyone's been decimated. We see Heimdall on the ground struggling. And yeah. then, yeah, Loki unleashes the Hulk on Thanos. Which, which is I a bet great, that felt good on his part. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> reference to, to we have a Hulk. And so yep. to the original, the first Avengers. Um, and yeah, um, Hulk and gets then wrecked. Hulk gets, yep, pretty bad. Yep. You get some good hits in though, I think, but, uh, eh, <laughs> Thanos is pretty powerful though. Um, so then we see, uh, essentially, so Loki then in to save Thor steps in and offers up the Tesseract, which contains the space stone. Mm-hmm. And then, so as a result, um, then, um, so, oh, so right after the Hulk gets beat, um, Heimdall summons the Bifrost to send the Hulk slash banner back to Earth to hopefully get news in time to prepare. Yep. Kind Which is of, kind of interesting how he does that, because he talks about, like, calling on dark magic or something like that. Yeah. And so that was kind of it's interesting. Like old incantation, it seemed like. Yeah. But it was it was cool. Um, and then obviously Thanos, as a result, kills Heimdall. Man. Yeah. Sure. Kill the black guy. I see how it is. Um, <laughs> um, so then, yeah. So then things progress. Uh, Loki, I mean, Thor is pr pretty much completely imprisoned by scrap metal. Yeah. Thanks to some of Thanos's. Uh, lackeys i think they're called the children then, of thanos is that what they yeah i think so um so then loki attempts to deceive thanos and try to get like try to stab him by offering his allegiance mm -hmm. and as a result loki is killed by thanos it's like probably the most brutal death in the movie like yep thanos just literally just like breaks like, his neck yep yeah is intense and so it's actually like bad. it's like i mean like so like in this very first scene of the movie we have one of the most beloved villains in loki killed and then we also have heimdall killed like it's a pretty rough start to the movie but it does set the tone for what's to come yeah and i and i like is that. what's unfortunate is what yeah it was great i was like dang okay um got real got real real fast um, but right after this, so we, so we know, uh, well, we, we don't know where, where Heimdall has sent Banner at this point. We assume it's Earth, but we quickly find out that it was, mm -hmm. um, we cut, we cut to Stark and Potts on a date. Stark has once again attached a thing to himself, despite yeah. him not needing like it. An arc reactor. Just in case. An arc reactor. Yep. A modified arc reactor. And... Yeah, he's been playing with some new tech as usual, still struggling with his decision-making processes mm -hmm. that he doesn't know everything um, we see. And then Doctor Strange interrupts them. Yep. Congratulates them on their uh, engagement, too. Um, <laughs> I, I gotta say, throughout uh, the movie, so. the Stark-Doctor Strange dynamic was probably one of my favorites. Yeah, genius versus genius. Yeah. Is 
wonderful. Because like, um, even if you look at their individual movies, they're very much set up as like almost the same, like mm-hmm. like the same arc, basically. And so it's really interesting to see them be that be those people that are so similar they can't get along. Yeah, I loved them. Mm-hmm. Start Strange is still my favorite. And I'll talk about that more later toward the end. Let's get through the plot first. Mm-hmm. Um, so as so Strange takes Stark back to the I don't know what you want to call this. His base. The, I forget what it's called. The, yeah, whatever their base is um, for the mystics. And they continue to talk about who's coming and that now that they have because Strange knows everything. Um so then as they are talking, Bruce Banner then crashes back to Earth and tells them Thanos is coming mm-hmm. and that he has both the Power Stone and the Space Stone. The Sanctum Santorum is the is Sanctum, Doctor Strange's that's place. That's it. Um, as they are talking, Ma and Obsidian, two of Thanos's children, show up to retrieve the Time Stone from Doctor Strange. Um, and a battle breaks out in... New York, as usual. Mm-hmm. At this point, why would you live in New York? Like, everything the bad happens there. Yep. We also then, so as this is happening, uh, Spider, or uh, Peter Parker, Peter Parker, on a school field trip, uh, sees this giant space station get down. So then he tells his friend to make a distraction, which is, we're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> the best, which worst distraction ever. And then also, just as this is happening, we also get to see Stanley's cameo for the movie, who is the bus driver. Yeah. And his, his line, it's something along the lines of, what, have y'all never seen a spaceship before? Yeah. It's like, come so, on, this is New York now. Uh, so Spider-Man sneaks out, so, shows up ready for the fight. Yep. So then, yep. So then now we get the battle breaking out between with Strange, Iron Man, Wong, and Spider-Man against Ma and Obsidian. Mm-hmm. And um, Hulk is they start off to really Hulk. strong. Yep. So Banner gets sent elsewhere, or yeah, just a, bl- a few blocks away, I guess. Um, and that's also going to set the tone for the rest mm-hmm. of Banner because we get a lot of him, which is great mm-hmm. instead of just Hulk. Um, we got enough Hulk and Ragnarok, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, so then, yeah, they start off the battles. Looks like it's going in favor of the heroes. Mm-hmm. but then I'm pretty sure it's Ma. Yeah. Strange ends up basically telepath. getting incapacitated and so they end up like kidnapping him to bring him yep. to a ship. They cut off. I think it's obsidian's arm with the portals. Yeah. It's always does funny that. when that happens. Wong is BA. <laughs> and so, um, and so then as they're on their way out, um, Spider-Man is trying to like rescue Dr. Strange and ends up basically in like high orbit. And yep. so, Stark calls in the iron spider His, suit yes. to save him and then tries to use the iron spider suits programming to take Spider-Man back to earth. But Peter Parker's not backfires about that because, lot. well, I, I think he does make it sound like it was an accident. Like he freaked out a little bit and then the suit just did what he thought mm-hmm. kind of thing, which is the advantage because now Stark's new technology is utilizing nanotech. So it recovers quickly. It yep. morphs quickly. It, adapts and responds super fast and it's awesome yeah we'll we'll Um, have more on this nanotech suit later yes um but spider-man's utilizing the same technology and 
yeah, so he ends up back on the ship in space, and now they are heading to Titan. Mm -hmm. From here, we cut back to Earth, where we see Vision and Wanda sharing a very intimate moment um, that is quickly interrupted by Midnight and Glaive, two of Thanos' other children, seeking the Mind Stone from Vision, Mm -hmm. obviously. Yep. Um, And Wanda and Vision get wrecked. Yes. Like that was kind of surprising. Well, I, I think Wanda holds her own pretty well. Vision just True, true. You're right. He, he gets hurt early on. Like they're out in the street and he's just pfft, yeah. stabbed and he, yeah. he they're trying to get him to recover. Yeah, Vision so gets like basically get sneak attacked. And so Wanda has to you're right, you're right. So Wanda's trying to take care yep. of Vision and fight. And Wanda so. really steps up her game in this movie. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Wanda. Dang. Um again, more but, on her later. Yep. So <laughs> Then, um, just as we were seeing pretty much as uh, Midnight and Glaive approach to assume the Mind Stone from Vision, enter Captain America. Yep. Not only him, but also Black Widow and Falcon. Yep. Our theater cheered so hard when you saw it, when when Captain America showed up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so they end up fighting. They end up um, winning. Together winning. Sending... um, getting rid of Midnight and Glaive. They end up um, basically getting like warped back to their ship, like Star Trek style. I'm not going to lie. The, the heroes of this battle, like watching at least were definitely like was Black Widow. Yeah. Um, Black Widow was really awesome. When she came in, she kicked butt and she's just human. And that's what I love about this Mm -hmm. movie so much. I'm so hyped for the specific scene later in the movie, but I am so psyched for like Lady Liberators even more now. Oh, yes, because it was again. We'll get there later. But mm-hmm. so following this now, we have to worry about protecting the Mind Stone. So what do you do? They return home. So uh, they return. We cut to a scene with James Rhodes confronting the Senate or whatever. They're keepers of mm-hmm. the Avengers um, in the facility and just disregarding whatever they said and welcoming back the Avengers or the, the yeah. ones that broke off from the civil war. Uh, I and I will say like, I mean, obviously if you're listening at this point in the spoiler cast, things have been ruined. I really wished I would have reviewed who was on what side during civil war. That was definitely something I didn't remember. And so there was oh, kind okay. of some, and like, it's not like a vital piece of information, but I do kind of wish I would have known just for me. Also just pointing out that our government apparently does not care about the power to destroy half the universe we're more worried about arresting <laughs> captain america black widow and falcon at this point mm-hmm. oh and wanda yeah um and obviously james rhodes or war machine ignores them and then now we need to find another safe place or slash also find people with technology to possibly remove the mind stone without killing vision yep so where do we go? We head to Wakanda. And I think at this point, we basically just get a, a little tease of it. We get this clip of um, T'Challa and his crew coming up to Bucky Barnes. I'm um, giving him a new arm and basically saying it's time to fight again. Um, but then we cut away from Wakanda for a pretty substantial part of the movie. Yep. Because it's probably an hour have and a half before we come back. The major, the major last stand is going to take place there. And that's really mm-hmm. what they're setting up for. Um, 
we should also say that Shuri is a bloody genius and is obviously smarter than Iron Man and Banner, or so Stark and Banner mm-hmm. put together, because she comes up with a method that has potential work as long as she has the correct as long as she has time to complete it to extract the Mind Stone from Vision and mm-hmm. make sure Vision remains, um, so that they can attempt to destroy the Mind Stone, so Thanos can't get his hands on it. Yeah, and so and this is. Yeah, it's it's again. This is we get some really good depth here with Wanda, basically just as her as, and we kind of get to see. I guess another way to say this is like how powerful she is. That she is, as far as we're aware, the only character capable of actually destroying an Infinity Stone. Yep, which is pretty insane. So we also get a little bit of history, or for those who are have only watched the movies, aren't fairly familiar with the story of the Infinity Stones. They were created at during the Big Bang, and they each contain like a certain aspect of Mm -hmm. the creation of our universe um six being power space reality time soul and mind Mm -hmm. the six stones um and a lot of them end up on earth for some reason well yeah yeah i mean or eventually like i don't know so many of them found their way to earth yeah and there's only some point i mean granted there's a giant universe there are there are two that are on Earth. The mind two, but the Tesseract has made had, its way yeah, to Earth at had one point. Been there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so, and yeah, it's like that's half. Fifty percent of the of the Infinity Stones have been on Earth at some point, in right? Time. Um, Which is crazy. She's like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, uh, right after that, we head back to space where we see the guardians of the galaxy responding to a distress signal, hopefully to steal ships because they're cool like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but end up rescuing Thor or pirate angel. Yes. Which is my favorite thing. And poor Quill gets really, really jealous of like self-conscious yeah. and jealous. of. I, I forget of the line, everything. but Gamora makes some like comment about how Thor's muscles, like how strong he is. And he goes, well, that's mm-hmm. not really like, like, Peter Quill just gets so defensive yep. about how Thor is a more attractive human being. And so. So Thor offers information, informs him about Thanos and mm-hmm. they end up splitting the party. So, which is a rookie mistake. Yep. Rocket, Groot and Thor head off to, um, Nidavalir, which is the big forge yes. that's, forges all the Asgardian weapons essentially so mm-hmm. that they are responsible for making Thor's for making Mjolnir mm-hmm. who we now know is, it's gone um, but is also responsible for crafting the Infinity Gauntlet right. and that's kind of I don't know if that was like a big surprise reveal but it's definitely an important plot point right and, so, and also we get Peter Dinklage here as a dwarf but these dwarfs giant. are giant yep and so um and so we find out that after he made the Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos killed all the other workers at the forge and then cut off um, Peter Dinklage's hands so he can't forge things again. Right. But alas, he does still have a mold mm-hmm. for a very special weapon that is an axe. Um, yep. So Rocket and thor proceed to restart the forge mm-hmm. and everything and to do to complete the melting process though thor is left to take on the power of a sun which is insane like again like this is kind of one of those things like scarlet witch we get the 
And this movie did a really good job of setting up the power of the heroes. Mm-hmm. Like this is like full on, like, like Thor basically leveled up at the end of Ragnarok. Like we see him kind levels of levels up again. Yeah. And so then we see him like taking this power, taking on the whole force of a sun for way longer than any living being should be able to for like two minutes. Yeah. Enough time to melt the ore that's going crafting this metal, this weapon. Um, and we get Stormbreaker, his axe. Yeah. Which also has the power to channel the Bifrost. Because, because, because he thing is, <laughs> This thing is intense. Yeah. Um, so he does that. We also see a Groot have his moment where he stops playing his video game that he's been playing since. Yes. We first see him. That it's great. He's, he's a teenager. It's. Phenomenal. We also know that Thor speaks Groot. This is, this is my it favorite. Took joke it as an elective of the movie, is that Thor speaks Groot because he took it as an elective on Asgard, and yep. I just love that. Like that's like I said that it wasn't. We, we have we all talk about it a little bit with listener mail. There wasn't a ton of jokes in this movie, um, but I really liked the ones that were there, and this is by yeah. far my favorite. Oh, also, um, when Groot starts stops playing his video game, it is to use his arm to put that to put stormbreaker together and then he cuts off his own arm to form the hilt. Yep. And so um it's a, definitely a very cool scene. Um it's very cool to see that kind of that living weapon kind of idea. Mhm. That stormbreaker isn't just this old thing, but it, it is this already this idea of groups coming together to fight. Yep. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's so like all these groups. So then so yeah, so now what? Um, so now we also then from there we break to the Titan. Um, back to Titan where so leading up to uh so first uh Iron Man and Spider Man devise a plan to take care of Ma. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. We kind of skip this happens. Yeah, we kind of skip we this is a little before. Um to take care of Ma. So they take care of Ma, save Doctor Strange. And yeah, so they essentially suck Ma back out into the vacuum of space where he freezes and dies. As a great um, aliens reference. Like, yep. Also, because Spider Man makes aliens references. Yeah. It's like, oh no, he's like, I don't want things. Like-. Yeah, it's great. He makes ref- like he gets he very scared of mantis, all the time. which is also really funny. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so then they are now heading to Titan, or they crash land on Titan which is where the ship was going anyway. Um, yeah, but in the meantime, we focused on Thor, um, Rocket, and Groot. We also had Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, and Mantis. Who they, they Heading to nowhere. Yeah, they go to nowhere because they figure Thanos is going to try to go get the, the reality stone that the Collector has. And, of course, he already has it. Um, as we get there, he yep. is crushing. Oh, he doesn't. I guess we don't know he has it. He's trying to get it right. from the Collector. Um, we find out through this um, as Gamora sneaks up and basically like almost kills Thanos that. Um, but Thanos has already had the reality stone and has shifted reality to make the scenario to yeah. test Gamora in a sense. Yeah, to basically see if she um, actually cares about him. Uh-huh. And so um, and she does. And he ends up kidnapping her after um, Gamora has made. Um, Star Lord promised that if Thanos is going to get a hold of her, that he has to kill her because she has information that she doesn't want 
Thanos to have. To which Quill almost does. Yep. He does pull the trigger. Unfortunately, Thanos controlling the reality stone makes it bubbles. Turns yeah, turns the bullets into bubbles. Yep. So. Boop, boop, boop. Um, and so then they, so then they Thanos, zoom away. Yep. And Thanos and Gamora head or so Thanos then takes Gamora back to the ship mm-hmm. where he tortures captured Nebula yep. to get the location of said soul stone. Yep. Which turns out to be on Vormir. Yep. And so we go there. Um, we find Red Skull, who's just kind of been chilling there, I guess, since the end of the first Avenger. Yep. And so he is the keeper of the Soul Stone. And what has to happen in order to achieve the Soul Stone is that you have to sacrifice something that you love or someone that you love because the Soul Responding Stone to is this news. different than yep. the other stones. Responding to this news, Gamora thinks they have one mm-hmm. that. Thanos cannot possibly love anyone or anything to which it's revealed that Thanos obviously does care for Gamora. Yeah. But is not willing to forsake what he perceives to be his destiny. Mm -hmm. So sacrifices Gamora to obtain said soul stone. Basically as an exchange. And this, while not like the biggest plot twist in terms of how plot twists and movies go, this was surprising to me. I did not expect that to actually work. Um, and I'm I'm kind of glad it did because it would have made Gamora's death very sad if she had died and mm-hmm. it hadn't moved the plot forward. But I was that was like that really surprised me that this actually happened. I was very much on Gamora's I wasn't side because like, well, like, yeah, this is like the first major part, but we also see Thanos like being developed into this really great villain in terms of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's been around for a long time and he's experienced a lot of heart. Like his solution, to problems around the universe isn't, is what's evil about him. Mm-hmm. The fact that he wants to sol- fu- like proceed with a solution, like it humanizes him and it's just not a good solution right. actually. But yeah, um, we'll, we'll talk a more about that. A little bit later on. Um, yeah. Because we we'll kind of finish get, the plot first. Yeah. And so he sacrifices that. He returns to Titan, ends up fighting the guardians that are there. Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Iron Man. They've set a trap. As long with the guardians, mm-hmm. Drax and yeah. Drax, Mantis, Mantis, Star-Lord, and Nebula. And Star-Lord. And then Nebula does also show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and almost win. They do. Um, um, only after what well, we have, like leading up to this battle, we do know that Dr. Strange has gone through millions of scenarios mm-hmm. as to how this battle will turn out. And, and like, I forget, like is a really specific number, like 4 million. It's like, yeah, something, something. And then out of all of them, he sees one way to win. Yeah. And it, I think it's unclear if he means the battle or if he means, the whole fight the, against Thanos. the whole thing. And I, I have so. a feeling it is the whole thing. Yeah, I think it's that way, too. Um, and mostly so. because like leading up to this, we see we do hear him say it's like, I will not save you or Peter mm-hmm. and sacrifice the time stone. But we do ultimately see him hand over the time stone. Right. It's like, dang. Um, but yeah, like they get so close until 
Uh, they almost remove the gauntlet from Thanos mm-hmm. until Quill loses his cool. Yeah, when basically, they fi- the Nebula figures out that Gamora is dead. Um, and of course, Peter is dumb. And that kind of it goes to he gets very angry, as I mean, we could imagine the death of a loved one would make us. And so he starts beating um, Thanos in the face, who is under like Mantis's like sleep state, basically. I don't know what you call that power. Essentially. But, like it's yeah. Um, she um so that ends up breaking Thanos out of this like daze, and so he ends up getting the glove that was almost off back on, and then proceeds to wreck latest smackdown. And so essentially hauls down like a whole asteroid to uh, yeah he I think it might be the moon of Titan or something. I it think I saw ridiculous. that referenced elsewhere that it's the moon and that he like breaks it apart and then crashes it into iron man yep it's a very like video gamey boss attack it's like hey by the way take this and but thanos yeah because he has the power of all these stones now and Mm -hmm. dang um yeah he has four out of the six at the moment and so he um calls down this we get to see iron man's nanotech armor being sick it's so cool um it's just like it you see it disintegrate then it comes back and yeah. like recovers and then but eventually it does it begin to wear mm-hmm. um we see it begin to like as he tries to bombard thanos with yeah. everything he's got just begin the power begins to erode and yeah it's the suit can't handle the, the load and so it's, it's really cool to kind of see it as like iron man will like make kind of like a bladed weapon he'll try to stab at thanos and it'll pull the armor away from his leg um, as the nanos, uh, the nanites are trying to keep up with this this demand, and so it's a really cool fight. It ends up um, with Thanos breaking the blade and then stabbing Tony with it. Yep. Um, and at this point, we see Doctor Strange um, step up and offer yeah. him the Time Stone in return for his life. Yep, Stark's life. So with that, Thanos now has the Time Stone and takes off to. So now he has officially has five yep. of the six and leaves for Wakanda. Yep. And so while this is going on, we have basically everyone else in the MCU fighting against um, Thanos's um, the children of Thanos and then like their mindless kind of alien drone things in Wakanda. Doggy thingies. Yeah. And, and boy, they're they're kicking some butt. Yeah. And so, oh, also we should, so we see this, we see this breakout of the battle, um, start off and they're kind of like, there is some struggle. They open, end up opening the shield around Wakanda to funnel them. So to keep them, Mm -hmm. so essentially make a longer travel point from them to vision. Yeah. Um, cause that's the, you you referenced this earlier. What they're doing is they're trying to stall until, um, Shuri can separate the mind stone from vision because Banner and Stark set it up like idiots. And so she's trying to do that. Um, and that's like, that's this, this time that they're trying to stall for. Um, yeah. And so, and it ends up being a pretty long fight. This is definitely one of the longer scenes in the movie, but we also see a lot of like, it does such a good job mm-hmm. at giving every hero their time in right. the light. And boy, yes. One of the specific things that we get, we mentioned Lady Liberators earlier as we get this fight scene with Okoy, um, Black Widow and Scarlet Witch um, kind of all fighting together. And it's 
really awesome. Against, uh, I believe it's, yeah, against uh, Midnight. Midnight. Yeah. Yep. And so it's really cool. There's a scene, um, Midnight dies. She ends up getting thrown into one of their space drill things. And there was a yep. woman, like the row behind me in the theater that goes, oh, she's dead. And like the whole theater <laughs> cracked up. It was rather hilarious. Yep. So they're doing really good. Unfortunately, at the front line assumed because it was portrayed that to them that Glaive actually met, died during their last encounter with the Avengers. Um, and that she was there to avenge him. But it turns out Glaive was on another mission. He had already snuck in and is mm-hmm. pretty close to vision at this point. Yep. Um, and things begin to kind of fall apart. Which results in enter Thor yep. with Thor, Groot, Stormbreaker, and um, Rocket all show up. And yep, um, we get another good joke where Rocket is fighting with Winter Soldier, and he tries to buy Winter Soldier's gun, and then he tries yep. to buy oh. Winter Soldier's arm. His weird obsession with body parts, and so it's like, and then he says, "Like, oh, I'll get it." <laughs> because also, oh, we should also point out that Thor officially has two eyes again, thanks to Rocket, who gave him one of the ones he stole from some dude, some random dude. Yes, <laughs> like, of... I would have watched that first. I had to store that. <laughs> Just like all the, there's it is a really good balance as we have seen all throughout the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. um, for the most part. This good balance between humor and just yeah. like the relief from the intense situation that we are seeing. We also see uh, Bucky pick up Rocket. And then they do like a spin as around a weapon attack. And yeah. spin around. <laughs> and, oh, and during this fight, um, we kind of knew, expected this from the trailers. Bruce Banner is inside of the Hulkbuster armor. Yes. Because, um, because Hulk is refusing to Hulk. And so. So, yeah, like all throughout the movie, we're just seeing Banner having like stepping up into a role he's not mm-hmm. familiar with yeah. um and doing really good like mm-hmm. like we show his we, we see his clumsiness as a result yeah um of certain things like he trips in the hulkbuster armor and stuff and uh t'challa's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever um but then he he gets used to it he's really and he's he's struggling with the hulk he's like fine whatever you don't want to come out mm-hmm. fine we'll do we'll do it this way and it's it's it speaks a lot to finally like see Banner in such a yeah. cool role, and, and, I, and I I think it does like, a really as good the job. hero instead of like because they are separate personalities mm-hmm. and stuff, and yeah, and like you're saying, I think it does a really good job of us seeing that side of Banner, that he's still brave, he's still sh- like not physically strong, but like convictions strong, and yeah. he still is willing to do this even though basically he's a normal human being. Like, like we don't know how much body like his body could take before Hulk would actually come out, but Be forced to, yeah. Essentially, he's a normal human when it comes to all of his power, and so we get to see him, of course, with the Hulkbuster armor, but still fighting the biggest threat to the universe, and so that we've seen, yeah. And so that's really cool. Um, th- there's a lot of really good character growth for for Banner throughout this movie. Um. And so in all so, of this, Thanos eventually shows up um, Yep, and we get what is basically like, I think the most heartfelt scene in the movie where Scarlet Witch has to blow up the Mind Stone that is within Vision that still. Is still attached to Vision. Yep. Eventually destroying them, destroying both Vision. And then 
unfortunately, Thanos has the time stone and utilizes it to reconstruct and remove the yep. Re- and this was this was a very brutal part. Like he brings Vision essentially back to life from nothing to then grab the stone out of his head and rip it out, which again mm-hmm. kills Vision, we think. And so like that like is... it does it does seem that Shuri did complete the process, so mm-hmm. it's very possible that Vision is still in existence in a sense, but probably yeah. needs some repairs and to be rebooted. Yeah. Possibly, but we won't know that until later. Yeah. Um, so then Thanos now has all six stones in the gauntlet. Thor, um, he like shoots this giant energy attack at Thor, who then throws Stormbreaker through the attack. Yep, which is so Stormbreaker's OP. Like, Stormbreaker is stronger than the six infinity stones and lands the intense hit right in his chest. Yep, Uh, unfortunately, Thanos then says, Should have aimed for the head, snaps his fingers. And wipes out half the life in the universe. Which we don't know what's happened yet. So then we break away and uh, Thor's asking, what'd you do? What kind of thing? And we don't see the actual result until Thanos has essentially warped away. Yeah. Um, stepped through space back to looks like a place to watch the sunset like he said he was going to do. And we get this um, scene where he talks to a younger Gamora, whether this is an actual thing. Well, we can discuss theories in a second. Um, Cause I have a theory about what the scene is where he t- talks to younger Gamora and she asks if he succeeded and he says, yes. And then Gamora says, what did it cost? And Thanos says everything, everything. Um, and so then from yeah, there, we start it's... to see almost all of the non phase one Avengers die. Yep. And along with the guardians. Yeah. Um, all the guardians, yeah. but Groot, Oh, sorry, but rocket, nope, but rocket. Um, like, um, so we lose Spider-Man. We lose Dr. Strange. Um, we lose black Panther. Um, Scarlet, Witch dies winter soldier dies. Um, we already mentioned all of the guardians. Um, yeah, all the guardians, yep. but rocket. Um, yeah. And that's kind of like, we get Thanos sitting in front of the sunset, like you said, and then roll credits. Yep. Which brings us to the post credit scene, mm-hmm. which will be leading us obviously into everything else. So the next, so the end credit scene cuts to Nick Fury and Maria Hill, Maria Hill yeah. um, who are just driving. Um, a accident happens. They realize the vehicle's empty. Mm-hmm. They proceed to disintegrate. Or so Maria Hill disintegrates. Uh, Fury, realizing what's happening, pulls out some type of device. A to very send 90s a looking pager. Exactly. And then proceed. Well, then he begins to disintegrate himself. We then end on a up a close up on said pager, yep. which displays some type of star insignia. On a red and blue background. Yep. Which as indicating for those who do know, for who are like us, you know that is Captain Marvel. Yep. Yes. And so, um, yeah, and so I wanna so we kind of gone through the plot. What were your overall thoughts on the movie now? Now let's let's go through it this way. So 
yeah overall it was great it was for a two and a half hour movie really well really mm-hmm. well paced the way that i'm really happy they didn't try to explain anything either yeah, like there, there really wasn't like that if much you haven't watched any of the other if you haven't watched all the M- the movies up until this point you might be a little lost at times that's not my problem yeah and i love that they did that um yeah i remember on the pacing thing i pulled out my phone when the credits started rolling and like i was shocked to see that it had been two and a half hours like of course i knew like the runtime of the movie but i was so surprised that that had been the full runtime yeah the movie did not feel two and a half hours long um and it's like 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 you're saying the the pacing was just on it was amazing the whole time and i was in a theater that we were kind of vocal in a good way vocal of like there was a lot of cheering there was a lot of like that kind of stuff and so it was really cool to see basically like a continual excitement over characters showing up in infinity war and also like the somber tone like right after you watch everyone disintegrate or like as people die you're just like crap Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there is a part two next year. So yeah. we got that, um, to yeah. see well, exactly Avengers what's going to happen. It's not, it's not, huh? it's not like infinity war part two anymore. It's just Avengers right. four. But I mean, of course it will just continue the story as all of the movies have continued the story. Right. Which we obviously know that part of that has to return Spider-Man somehow. Yeah. And so and a few others, because we know we do know what movies are being made. Yeah. So as a result, we need to get back to a place in the universe where these movies can actually happen. Um, So right now, that just leaves a lot of. Theories and Mm -hmm. ideas um, and leading up to everything. But yeah, pacing. uh, Yeah, only the original Avengers remain, essentially, which is kind of crazy, which leads me to think so because so. On to th- well, we'll cu- we'll go into theories here in a bit. Um, yeah. I really did like Thanos's character development. Mm-hmm. Um, we get his history on Titan, where he proposed essentially a random lottery genocide. Yeah, because because his whole thing is that the universe and resources are limited. Yeah, and so no matter what you do, no matter how you ration, no matter how you handle that, you cannot basically stop population growth. That as long as there are more people than stuff, planets will die. And so sure enough, we find out that the people on Titan were not monsters and were not okay with random genocide. And consequently, his home planet of Titan died. Well, and that started him on his course of Mm -hmm. essentially eliminating entire planet populations or most most the majority of a planet's population essentially resetting them and doing yeah. all these things and being about to be a monster. But now he's like, so then he proceeds to seek the infinity, the infinity stones and gauntlet to basically speed find up a way the process. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, a term I heard that, I guess this is a tr- uh, story trope. I'd never heard it before, but I, I know the idea is the idea of an amoral philosopher, which is a type of villain like Thanos who are not necessarily evil, but they're going about a plan that they believe is necessary, even though it's not good. Yep. And, and so that's exactly what we see him doing. And the fact that he, like he, we do see a side of him that does obviously that 
apparently cares for someone. Yeah. Um, At least cares for Gamora. Yep. But that sees his, his, his role, his, his purpose as being too important that Mm -hmm. holding on to love is pointless kind of thing. And boom, soul stone. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's, Um, it's intense. Um, We've talked about it throughout. I really liked the humor in this. It was pretty subtle humor um, or it was a lot of like callbacks like yes. the, like the um, the rocket winter soldier, the eye, those types of things that were callbacks to previous jokes um, and were pretty quick. There wasn't like uh, like thankfully there wasn't like a Guardians of the Galaxy like Drax laughing for five minutes on the ship scene again because that definitely would have messed with the pacing had they done something like that um so you know i could have went for with drax laughing for another five minutes i mean i personally (laughs) might have enjoyed it but (laughs) Um, But yeah um yeah lots of feels lots of great like quick subtle humor yeah mm -hmm. i completely agree just it's like throw it in here and there just like right when things are pretty intense just quick things that also fit within the character's personality, which mm-hmm. is really what helped. Um, like the, the way they had to, since you had so many characters to kind of push for a little bit of development here and there, mm-hmm. they did a really good job, especially we see, we continue seeing Stark struggle with everything that happened in New York um, and like what he should do. So he's like, I don't know um, in terms of his interactions with, time so they brought the fight to thanos's home planet titan and mm-hmm. almost succeeded possibly but maybe the original goal of in terms of the plan that was devised was just to put them on track in terms of what dr strange saw in his four million four hundred four million plus futures yeah. um who knows because yeah uh he does tell so back to that after he does hand over the time stone talking to the now saves Tony, he does say, uh, he does tell him it was the only way. And mm-hmm. that really points to, he saw something in the future that results yeah. like that. He considers a win. Yeah. And I know one of the big and, theories is that whatever the possibilities were that Tony Stark had to survive. Right. Um, and so whatever it is that needs to happen, that's the. Whatever that needs to happen, yeah. like not just that, but like, I think he, he, I feel like he already knew who was going to survive in terms of. Yeah. Like the fighting heroes and everything. Um, and so we definitely get that, that sacrificial side of Dr. Strange. Like that. I'm not going to fight the future because I know that in my death, like this is the only way that has a chance of it working out for people. And we don't know that he's gone for good either. Like as a result, we, mm-hmm. because like pointing to we, here, like pointing to what we know has to happen. Right. After next Avengers. Um, we know yeah. Spider-Man's back. Yeah. So the, the list so of movies that we know had are to coming. Have found a way to, yeah. So leading up to next year, when we see next Avengers four, so mm-hmm. two mage films are Ant-Man and Wasp. Then Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel. And then after Avengers four, we have the Spider-Man homecoming sequel. Yeah. Then we have guardians of the galaxy three. Yep. 
coming so. in the next two years. And so real, and I think we've also have some confirmation of a Dr. Strange two and a black Panther two. And so there's a couple things, obviously there's what we'll get to the idea of them bringing characters back to life in a second, but there's a couple ways they could actually do these without bringing characters back. Um, one is that Spider-Man homecoming sequel could be about miles Morales. Like we know he's exists in the universe. So that's technically a possibility introducing yeah. a fourth Spider-Man to the movies after all of the gripe that there's been over three Spider-Mans seems like a very poor idea. Gardens of the Galaxy but two would have to be themselves in the the same universe. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It'd and, be kind of cool, but I mean, I, I want to see like Miles it. Morales, but having them do a Spider-Man homecoming and have it be about Miles's homecoming. That seems kind of rough. Nah. Yeah. Um, so Gardens of the Galaxy volume three could be a rocket movie. Eh? This rocket though. Like, and that, like that definitely seems like a struggle. There are other well, teams in the comics called guardians of the galaxy. That's true. But again, like not having Chris Pratt, not having any of those major characters. Uh, yep. Black nah. Panther. Um, there is a time in the comics where his sister Shuri does become the Black Panther. I'm okay with that. And so Shuri's I would be best. very okay with that as well. Shuri is by far. And also like my, like my favorite thing is that we see the, like in terms of like the technological advancement and mm -hmm. everything, Shuri is like this technological genius who completely undermines essentially the creation of vision. Yeah. Um, banner or whatever like just like why didn't you just do it this way like it was nothing and also like the fact that she is a black female mm -hmm. just makes it all that much better too yeah. like i, I guess think, like, i'm here in the comics there's um there's a young woman who ends up becoming iron man and i could see them if they don't but that's take, yeah if they don't becomes... take shuri becoming black panther um i could see them kind of trying to go that angle and maybe having her take up the banner of iron iron heart or whatever they would use for the name becoming iron heart. Yeah. Um, instead of like after infinity war or uh, which, Avengers always, four. which we have been talking about, like we know that Avengers four is essentially kind of the end of this major arc mm -hmm. and everything. And that they're going to start moving things in a, another direction. Right. So I really love, because we know that obviously Tony Stark is going to get married and you know, He's Potts is going to push him for retirement or whatever. So passing the mantle on to someone mm -hmm. also telling some of the more recent modern stories as a result, mm -hmm. such as Ironheart or whoever, um, and possibly like, or some, yeah, I, I, who knows? That's what I was hoping for. But like, I still want to like, I don't want it to be because they dead, they're dead. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's what I don't like, at least as uh, with those ideas. Um, but I'd still watch them. I still love them. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So there's, there's yeah, a couple so theories. Um, cause we, we all are somewhat sure that in some way, shape or form, like you've been saying, Chris, they're just gonna, they're gonna bring the people back to life. And so there's, there's a couple theories going around. One is that anyone killed by the gauntlet is their soul is stored within the soul stone. So if you break the soul stone, their souls will escape. Um, so that's a possible way around it. Another 
theory that I've heard um, comes from the comic books where somebody, I think it's Nebula, ends up actually getting her hands on the Infinity Gauntlet and snaps Which, her finger. I mean, yeah. it's all pretty, it can be all pretty semi-feasible. We do see that the gauntlet's essentially almost destroyed. Right. Um, after he activates its power as if it couldn't handle, like, that's a lot to happen. Um, and we also do see that when he shows up, assuming that it is not a metaphysical realm mm-hmm. that he shows up in he does not seem to have it with him mm-hmm. yeah we do see so, it with him i think when he's on the looking at the sunset i think we do see it there i don't remember seeing it but i could be wrong i remember seeing his bare hands and so i know when he goes to, when he sees gamora in that vision he yeah. doesn't have it but i think he has it i but i could be wrong um and so my theory is that Gamora is is alive in like she basically is the soul stone and they're going to have her become death. I don't think this is realistically going to happen, but I think it would be really cool. Um, So, you know, from the comics that Thanos is romantically in love with death. And so I think it'd be a cool twist on that since we did have that point of him actually loving Gamora um, equivalent to like a father daughter. And so it'd be an interesting take. Yeah, I don't know if it would happen. It, I mean, along in terms of like how you have to uh, receive the soul stone, it mm-hmm. can make sense too. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like when you sacrifice actually becomes a soul stone. It's yeah. like actually like, because it doesn't actually exist in the realm necessarily, but to receive it, since you have to sacrifice your a loved one, they yeah. actually kind of become it. That would kind of make sense. Yeah. Um, it's not I, that I'm a, mcu scholar or anything yeah although on that it was really funny that almost all the predictions of who was going to die were wrong and so it is very funny that a lot of us myself included were expecting iron man to die expecting captain america to die i was expect i wasn't expecting iron man i was kind of expecting uh captain america too though Mm -hmm. but that's mostly because like we've been like in terms of his comics and like his storyline, mm-hmm. a lot of his stuff gets passed on to Bucky becoming right. the new Captain America. And that, and that was kind of the crazy um, thing too, was that Bucky and Falcon both die. And so like, yep. that was kind of both of the like, Oh, well if Captain America dies, these people could, Oh no, they're dead. Okay. No, they're the ones that died. What just happened? And so, um, I'm trying to think there's some other, um, Adam Warlock who we see in a cocoon at the end of gardens of the galaxy two at one point, in one of the comic lines fights against Thanos and ends up getting the soul stone, I think. And so people thought that could be an option. James Gunn has said that we won't see Adam Warlock and still until guardians three. So that could either mm. be marketing speak of, I can't tell you the major plot point, or it could be that they're not going to take that out. Um, right. So yeah, because we were project expecting to see, some of like the teasers that have been ha- that have happened, such as Adam, mm-hmm. probably possibly be here, yeah, um, in this one or something, or like see the first glimpse of Captain Marvel, which we do, in a sense, but not like we were expecting, right? Um, and just lots of things happening that, like that's also probably one of my favorite things is no like nothing that we were projecting or expecting happened. Mm-hmm in this movie. Yeah. And um, I think this is the first MCU movie where the bad guy won. 
like drastically won too. Like it's not even like I don't I had the list of MC movies open, which um, is what I expected. Yeah, I like it's it's very I was very happy that they didn't have. I wasn't expecting as much death. Right. I was not either. Whatever, but I was expecting Thanos to mostly succeed. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> that's the point. That's mm-hmm. like, that's how, like, even like in your shows and everything, Thanos always initially wins. Like, yeah. he's a force. And I'm happy they didn't just end it and like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's, we're still pushing into the final. Avengers movie. Yeah. Um, which is just a year away, fortunately. Um, and, but yeah, so that's our recap. Those are our thoughts. Let's get into what you guys have been thinking or that what you get your guys' thoughts are for at least whoever submitted them. Um, we'll start off with Hayden who just watched it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Hayden tells us that he loved every second of it. Um, his, one of his favorite moments was when Thor arrived in Wakanda with his new weapon, Stormbreaker. And yeah, I completely agree. That was mm-hmm. he's just OP. Which because we know that now that he's grown into his power and knows how to channel it, now he knows how especially to channel it through a weapon. Right. And yes. And so and I think that and that's kind of that major revelation from the end of Ragnarok that that he is that the hammer isn't the power. He has the power. And it's just it's channeled through them. It was channeled through Mjolnir. And so it's yep. cool to see him now have that revelation and then have a weapon again. Yep. And so he also thinks Thanos was the best villain ever, to which I agree, especially in terms of these superhero movies. We mm-hmm. haven't seen crazy compelling villains. Um, not like Thanos, who is just on a mission. Right. Not not to commit evil, but because he perceives it as the best course of action for the salvation of the universe mm-hmm. in a sense um still can't believe they killed off so many characters um also expected tony or cap to die but instead we lost yeah. everyone else <laughs> the um, guardians half the avengers spider-man he, he points out that spider-man was supposed to have sequels and so says he so suspects that they that? will some, somehow get the gauntlet to revive these characters in the next one um there's not very mo- many movies that leave him in awe after leaving the theater. This is one of those. I have no complaints. It wasn't, there wasn't too much going on as the stupid normies keep saying. Um, I probably would have enjoyed it if it was even longer. The ending was a huge cliffhanger, but I feel it was pretty justified. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's exactly yeah. what they've been doing this entire time. Um, we also did only get the one post-credit scene because the end of the movie was good enough that we don't need to build up for anything else. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm like, glad that they you didn't already know do something a, else is coming. That they yeah. didn't do like, cause typically they do like a comic relief post-credit scene. And then they do the, let's set up the next thing post-credit scene. And so I'm, I'm really excited with how they did that and how they just yep. ended it. And then we get this, Okay, maybe not all hope is lost because Captain Marvel's coming, but yep. we'll see. Marvin also wrote in. Um, he said that his brain was short-circuiting by the end. The whole theater left in one of two ways. One, muttering, what 
is going on. Um, and, um, censored. and so, well, he censored himself too, yeah. but, um, and then he goes, Oh, then two in complete silence and sheer horror. Um, I feel like 10 year buildup absolutely paid off hundred yep. percent agree. Uh, he said a friend of mine mm-hmm. and I talked about how we were expecting them to kill off the original characters, but it hit me, um, harder that they got rid of the newer folks. And yeah, I think that added to the emotional pain so of pissed. it. Yeah. Especially Dr. Strange for me. Mm-hmm. You can't kill off Betty. Yeah. And he says Betty specifically it's T'Challa and Spidey were the ones that, that hit him hard. And, and mm-hmm. it's in a later listener mail, but Spidey's death was especially like, especially sad. Yeah. And so, especially after like Iron Man did so much to like, just try to keep him safe. Yeah. Like, wanted him to be back on earth and all this and but yeah by chance ended up on the planet with him and then also but like regardless what would have happened if spider-man even wasn't on titan odds Mm. are he like assuming that the roles still happen the same the same type of random allotment happens Mm -hmm. then he still would have been selected and that's rough yeah um he also says he really doesn't know where the movie could go next ant-man is coming out this summer but to be honest, the last thing I want is a comedic Marvel movie. I feel like <laughs> it's going to be hard to laugh at a giant Hello Kitty Pez dispenser taking out some baddies while remembering that half of the universe is now dead and that the stakes are so high. Yeah, and I definitely that's interesting. I'm, I think they've said that Ant Man and the Wasp is going to run concurrent to Infinity War, or maybe like right before or right after. And so I'm assume I'm hoping it runs right after, like. Like, because we're going to see some anarchy taking place mm-hmm. just due to, you know, the world's going to be going crazy. We don't know, like, what world leaders have were also part of the yeah. disintegration and stuff or, like, whatever. And people are going to be taking advantage. Baddies are going to be taking mm-hmm. advantage of that. And so it's... So. Yeah. A theory that I have that this reminded me of is if Ant-Man and the Wasp runs concurrent to Infinity War... What if the very end of Ant-Man and the Wasp was somehow their suits keep them alive through the disintegration? That could be a possible way like that technology because like shrinking down atoms. I don't know. I don't know how that all I don't works. know. But but the soul stone is literally controlling souls like the right. life and use of souls. Like I, I feel like if just shrinking yourself down small enough could deter that would be a little, I don't know. Um, I mean, the science of how that technology works is sketchy, even by comic book standards. So exactly. Um, anything could happen. I don't, like I said, I don't think kind of like the same as Gamora becoming death. I don't think it's likely that that would be, that their suits would be able to stop it, but it seems like an interesting possibility. Like, how deep into the MCU, like the Marvel universe in general, do you want to go? How deep into that lore do you want to go? Because then, I mean, we've only seen, well, we, we have gotten a celestial, um, in the MCU, mm-hmm. which was ego, but there's been, there was other celestials too. Right. Um, we also, so, but if you bring in like, so we have death and then we also have like, eternity and there's galactus also galactus yeah like there's a lot of other characters um that they can also focus on but Mm -hmm. but it just depends 
I'm excited for it regardless because I just want to see what they do, where they take it mm-hmm. without, especially if they keep up with like this current theme and like system that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, because, yeah, because the MCU is its own comic universe mm-hmm. separate from the comics. Right. Granted, we get a lot of arcs pulled from the comics yep. to introduce characters and stuff but very inspired by but it is yes. its own version oh but obviously very different and that that reminded me i have another theory i was talking to this i'm um, in the theater um before the movie started and so i was wondering now with them having the rights to the fox movies like x-men fantastic four one of the problems is like you can't really just like oops there's mutants everywhere like that works with like spider-man because there's a specific. You could only do it on Twitter. What? Ryan Reynolds. So you could only do that on Twitter, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And so what I was wondering if, what if, however, they, they use whatever it is that has the end of this Avengers 4, however they bring people back to life, what if that somehow activates the X gene or overlays another universe? And that's what brings mutants onto Earth. That's a lot to explain in a movie. It is. But you could, but they could easily set it up as like the post credit scene of we could see, obviously it won't be um, Hugh Jackman, but we could see Wolverine Claws. We could see something like that. And then it could yeah. be explained in a later movie, but it could, I, it would but, be an interesting tease at the end of Avengers 4. But yeah, I don't, at the same time, I almost don't want post credit scenes at the end of the Avengers 4. Mm-hmm. Like, just as like it's it is finished yeah. kind of thing as like the end of the overarching arcing arc mm-hmm. that we're going into and then continue doing it after the movies after that as we go into a new phase but yeah i don't know like i like they can do so much like we could spend hours just talking about what they can do right um yeah. But he also says, so Marvin also says, all I know is it's going to be a long year until part two. Accurate. Um, he does ask for what our thoughts, how do you think they're going to add Captain Marvel into the story? Um, so we're going to see Captain Marvel next year, at least her origin story. It seems mm-hmm. like um, very nineties. Um, but I think she's just going to come in and kick butt. Yeah. they've. I think they've said that she's going to be one of, if not the strongest character so far, like on the hero side in the MCU. Um, I think I saw that in a interview. And so that definitely would help if they have to go fight Thanos again, if that's the approach that they take to get the gauntlet or to however they're going to revive people. Um, but I'm curious, her power set is pretty strong, but she's not like, it's, it's, it's not necessarily a support power. She's very <laughs> shooting beams. Although I guess, our next she also like redirects beams like she right. has the ability to absorb and right. harness power that's hit her that's she's been hit with which is cool um but yeah, yeah. i'm ex- well I, we, it's hard to say exactly how they incorporate her i'm just excited to see her in a movie and then as for her role in two current events mm-hmm. we will i'm so stoked yeah regardless uh, i'm interested i don't um, know if they'll go into it i'm curious to where she's been like, I don't, I don't know how they'll address that. Um, an idea is that they could do the Captain Marvel movie as like a frame narrative of it's her on her way back to Earth. And then the actual bulk of the movie is her remembering this origin. That, and so we could get a little bit of a taste of what she's been up to 
in that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see them bring her back in or bring her in, but bring her back to yeah. Earth. And so Carrie she's got other stuff to do. She's trying to be a normal girl. <laughs> she's just trying to do space stuff with Chewie, her cat. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So we also Carrie. got information. Um, Carrie also wrote it, wrote in and said, I thought it was a good movie. They did a good job putting all the different worlds and groups together. The scenes with Thanos and Gamora were really well done. I loved it. People need to calm down about the ending, though. It was heartbreaking. Yes. But we know a bunch of the characters who disintegrated are getting solo movies again. When you need to freak out is the next movie. Yep. Yep. And so that was another part. They, they did a very good job blending the groups but also splitting them up. So like yeah. they, they, they split the party of the guardians. So we saw some of the guardians interacting with Thor. We saw some of them interacting with part of the Avengers. We had the other Avengers on earth interacting with the Wakanda group. And so it was, a, they did a very yep. good job at the separate groups, but still maintaining identity. Yeah, they did a great job. Like also like spreading, like across such like geographic differences, like, you're not just following this one group, like mm-hmm. how they had to like tell the story while like bouncing back and forth. They did such a good job. Yep. Um, but yeah. Uh, she also says that it was what I expected from an Avengers movie. It wasn't too deep in character development, but it was funny, had good action and good character moments. And yeah, it makes sense though. That character development was hard to do. You have, mm-hmm. 20 characters right and, and <laughs> like so many characters yeah. like because not we're not just dealing with the avengers anymore we're dealing with guardians of the galaxy the new wakanda group we got thanos to develop which is the most key like the key character you want to develop right. to have a good villain just because like we we've developed all these other characters mm-hmm. through and, the movies and and that's also my favorite part about this is that we're not going to sit here and try to develop them you've been watching them for 10 years yeah, we know them. But I think there was still some real, it was not as much development because of what you're saying and what she's talking about. There wasn't nearly as much pl- character growth for the heroes, but the heroes that got character growth, it was pretty important. Yeah, Like Scarlet Witch had a lot of character growth. Thor kind of continued this Ragnarok arc. Um, and so Tony and Doctor Strange, we got to see some of their character development. Um, you talked a lot about Bruce Banner earlier. Like we're not mm-hmm. talking like giant character revelations necessarily, but, but we got to see a new side to a lot right. of them. We do get to see some development. Like, and a lot of it's continued development from the movies, like with Stark right. continuing to struggle with his PTSD from New York events and everything right. and all that. So that's great. We get to see uh, essentially, from Doctor Strange, we saw his development really be him entering, come, like, a, we see where he's come since we saw his movie in terms of understanding his power and everything and mm-hmm. using it the best of his ability and hopefully protecting, like, the universe as we know it. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, she also, as long with everyone else that has commented, thought Tony was going to die. Yep. Um, yep. She's glad he didn't, but says we'll, we will see. I think it'd be cool if they said did something about them, um, about them unwilling to commit murder for the stones. But Thanos was, I don't know what the theme, um, if that's a theme or just because they're heroes. And so 
Um, it, that is a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Like they're unwilling to kill Thanos. They're trying to get the gauntlet from him. Um, and so possibly that that could just be he's too strong, and they didn't think that yeah, was possibility. That it possible to, yeah, because we do get the line of his where he says all of this for a drop of blood after he gets hit. Um, yeah, and so like he get bombarded bombarded mm-hmm. before he even spills that little bit of blood. Yeah. I really wish he would have said, how dare you make me bleed? No one makes me bleed my own blood. (laughs) blood. No one. Uh, (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's still, yeah, it's phenomenal. I completely agree with, I I feel like a lot of thoughts for like any heart, like fan is pretty much going to be along the same lines as we're seeing, at least from the people that responded to us. (laughs) Um, There has been that main idea that Tony or capture was going to die, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but on to the other one. So we get from Brit Nikloff 24 on the Love Clan Discord, which I think I know who this is, actually. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, so there are here are my thoughts on Infinity War. It was an incredible movie from the action to the humor to the Guardians and Thanos. It was such a fantastic movie for having so many characters in it. The Russo brothers did a fantastic job of balancing the action with the humor and intense emotional scenes. Mm-hmm. Standouts out of all the heroes for me were definitely the Guardians. Um, Gamora's death was unexpected and emotional. Anything with the Guardians was for the most part. It was different and unexpected. I am still trying to wrap my brain around it. I will be seeing this a second, third, and fourth time. Yeah. Someone's got too much time on their hands because but I'd love to. I just don't got Yeah, I might go <laughs> see it a second time. I'm, I'm, I'm considering going on um, tomorrow night um, on Tuesday because it's cheap, cheap movie, movie night. Tuesday. And so I'm considering would, going, but, but I have other events to attend to. Yeah. But there's something I wanted to also for, again, like as, so yeah. as she mentioned that the emotional scenes, I just keep coming back to that scene of when Scarlet witch has to kill vision. And just like that, yeah. like how hard that is for her, but her making that sacrifice. And then of course, Thanos undoes. I also it, like right at the end, like Tony alone on Titan, mm-hmm like still bleeding essentially mm-hmm. like he got stabbed still recovering from the battle and now he's alone he watches yeah because you know, i think it's just him Peter and nebula chilling. i think i don't remember oh that's right and there's nebula there because yeah mantis and drax both yeah mantis drax peter go. dr strange spider-man strange. all die yep so it's just like his like like you don't you don't get much out of emotional light, like you know like mm-hmm. he's like because he, one thing he's he's wondering what was going through Strange's head mm-hmm. when he gave up the time stone for him yeah. like he when it, he's when he knew that we were already agreed that you wouldn't do that kind of thing and yeah mm-hmm. and then our last piece of listener mail comes from Ordo again from the Love Clan Discord um, both of these people messaged me. And so Ordo said the humor balance was great. Loved the Stanley cameo said by far Spidey's exit was the saddest. And, and I agree because we get that. He, like, he has a line of like, uh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And so we see that like him, especially as a kid, like a lot of the other people that we see die are at least adults. But Spider-Man or Peter Parker has not come to grips with who he is. He's still 15, 16. And so that, I think that definitely adds to that scene. And 
Mm-hmm. Um, Ordo says that they saw Gamora's death coming um, yep. and was wondering if they would give the Soul Stone um, to Adam Warlock in the future. And then he also wants to see Thor decapitate Thanos. And so who doesn't no. as a callback, so should have aimed for the head. Watch the pirate angel de- decapitate. Mm-hmm. I still want a, I want just like just someone to make up a rough rendering of Thor pirate angel in magic card form. Oh, I saw a really cool one of Thanos as Gota, the five color legend that the five mana put any or one of each color mana um, cast any spell. Oh yeah. It was, it was yeah. a really cool altar of that. Um, but um, let's see any other closing thoughts as we, as we wrap up our, our spoiler cast. I think we're good. Anything else we can possibly cover in next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone else has anything to say about infinity war, be sure to message us. Yep. So you can contact us again on our social media, which is one geek four one one on Facebook, Twitter, and our PlayStation community. You can send us a email like a lot of our good friends did earlier at one ST geek four one one at gmail.com with any um, listener mail or questions or feedback or if you want to share your thoughts on Avengers Infinity War and your theories, all of us have seen it. And so you won't be ruining spoilers for us. Except for, I will say Marvin and Hayden almost ruined it for me because I went to go check our emails. Like, Hey, we got emails. And I started reading. It was like, I haven't seen this yet. <laughs> and through my phone it was great. And so, Um, You can also, of course, rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. We will read five-star reviews on the air, um, and that really helps us get more um, visibility. If you would go ahead and do that for us, it doesn't take very long. Then, of course, you can find us on our website at onegeek411.com, where you can find bios as well as show notes. And so, and of course, we have our personal social medias. Mine's Humar Whittle. I'm not so foreign. It's been a great special episode, Chris. Infinity War. Ba-da-ba-ba. I love you. Avengers. <laughs>